This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, joined by my usual Wednesday companion, Jordana Abraham. Hey Jordana. So good to be back with you on another dramatic week of Bravo. I had Agita last night um, at the Jersey <laughs> episode. I know. I was like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was having like anxiety I, vicariously through them. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where I feel like everybody's kind of circling each other and there's no resolution and we have Jackie all of a sudden saying that she's done with Jennifer when it seemed like they were maybe going to be in a good place and obviously Dolores is having an issue with e- e- Melissa you know it feels like everything is just very unsettled and I don't see a clear path to uh harmony within the group <laughs> totally and you have like all the issues all brought up in one time in one place and like literally everyone was just like it was like their opportunity to just like say everything at just yeah, the outdoor we... area jen's house <laughs> jennifer's we've, house <laughs> we've been revisiting some some past topics of conversation Evan and Jackie's rumors are going to come back up. We're still talking about whatever Margaret did in the past. Jennifer and Bill, obviously, Teresa and Louie. It feels like nobody's issues are off the table right now. And in a way, that's very exciting. But it also makes it a little difficult to follow the thread of what we're actually arguing about at any given moment. Totally. Like everyone's just kind of like leveraging whatever the discussion is to sort of insert their problem that they have with someone else there. Where do you right. know what I mean? What was what was the thing with like I think Joe Gorga suddenly he like made a comment. Like they were they were it was like uh Margaret was fighting with Louis and Teresa and then somehow Joe Gorga figured out a way to like bring the cooks thing back in. Right. <laughs> Right. It's like, well, Margaret, how dare you talk about Louie when you did this thing in your marriage and that's not that different from Bill. And if Jackie had been through what Jennifer went through, wouldn't she want to be supportive? But then Jackie is coming for Teresa. You know, it feels like everything right. is kind I of in like this confused, like... confused almost. <laughs> it's like a circle, but also there's like weird interconnections within the circle. Um But we obviously start from where we left off last week, where Teresa has stormed out of the house. Um, But that is not her opinion of what happened. She, I mean, Teresa, she has like the ability to just, I mean, I don't know how she gets away with it. She just like, she just lies. Yeah. And I actually thought, so Jennifer, I feel like didn't really do anything she wasn't particularly messy in the way she told the women what happened it was just like yeah it was really weird I went upstairs to get dressed and then there was this thing and Teresa went up in a huff everybody's in a huff this episode um but 
I didn't feel like Jennifer was trying to start shit or spread a rumor or anything. She just literally told them what happened and she didn't even right. know details. And then it's not that weird that when Teresa finally arrives, somebody's like, hey, what happened? And she's like, what are you talking what about? You I, uh. <laughs> Which is literally just like, so, I mean, it's kind of like Teresa's of the opinion that if you just like say something enough or deny something mm-hmm. enough or say something enough, then it becomes true. Like with the, you know, with the Jackie, it kind of like when right. she was like starting the rumor about Jackie, like it, like if something that makes no sense, if you say it enough times, people will believe it. And I guess that sort of works because people eventually just kind of like let it go with her. Right. There's enough different things going on that we can't spend an hour trying to figure out why Teresa left in a huff. But I do think this episode, we see kind of the the most interesting look we've had so far at her relationship with Louie because again when they're in the car to this barbecue she specifically said reminds him that they're on camera which again it's kind of like you're filming for this show it shouldn't be that strange that you're on camera but it clearly seems like she pretty much wants him to say as little as possible when they're on camera and this continues into the barbecue when Margaret brings up the video and you can have your opinion about whether or not the video should be brought up, but she brings it up, I think, sort of just wanting to clear the air a little bit. And Teresa does not want Louis to respond to this at all in a way that it's like you're at this group event and it has been brought up. You can't just pretend that it hasn't been brought up. So even if you don't want him to feel like he needs to explain himself, he's going to He's going to speak. Right. And I mean, you got a you got a kind of weird glimpse into their relationship. And it. I mean, I, I said this, I think, last week that I was or two weeks ago that I was Team Louie. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know if I love the way that like mm-hmm. you guys are that you're talking to her fully. I mean, Teresa is a very difficult person, I would imagine, to date. But the the way that they were that that um he was talking to her was a little was a little weird and i think um i forget who is tiki's wife i forget her name tracy tracy even said this to tiki when she was like um what did he say to her he's like she's not if i don't leave now she's never gonna learn yeah i didn't really like that that felt like very um right tracy said it's how she talks condescending. to the dog <laughs> yeah it it feels like you're sort of explaining it felt like how you would sort of teach social skills to like a second grader like you have right you know okay so when you get in an argument sometimes it's best to just walk away and if you don't leave how will you learn to you know handle your issues with whatever and it's like okay that's one thing when you're sort of um maybe showing uh somebody who hasn't been in that situation before but it felt very much like no, I'm coaching you to be this certain way. Right. And if I don't do the if I don't do the the coaching, then you're not gonna know how to be. And it's like, you know, Teresa has her faults for sure, but she's a she's a grown up who has been handling her issues for a long time. And so it's it's this weird back and forth where Teresa doesn't want him to answer, but then also he doesn't he's trying to sort of shut her up, it feels like. And it feels like neither of them are kind of just able to have this conversation in a normal way. Right. And I mean, I think he was like, maybe wanted to do that, it seemed like. And she was just like, didn't we even want to take the risk of him saying something that, 
he would regret mm-hmm. and so she like would literally wouldn't let him speak and then everyone's just screaming but i mean it was interesting to see them interact with each other in this way it also reminded me that like of it reminded me of teresa in a relationship with joe judice where no matter what he did or said about her to her on camera she was always she was never like really like fighting or until the very end or like she was always pretending everything was great between them on camera and i had forgotten about that you know what i mean even when like they're at that the 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 classic famous line of like my bitch wife and he's on the phone with it sounds like a woman or something like she would still kind of deny anything potentially bad in the relationship so it does seem like that's a trait she carried over to this relationship. Right. Like everything can either be explained away or just fully or just like fully not addressed. And it's nobody's business, which maybe it's not, but also that any sort of question, and I think this kind of comes up with Margaret, that Margaret feels like not that she isn't happy for Teresa or not that she wants to drag Louis through the mud but just that this is a thing that's out there in the world so can we just hear your take on it right and Teresa views that as this you know, like grave attack on her happiness and her relationship and I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding there where maybe it is none of Margaret's business but I don't think she has the negative intentions that Teresa is fighting back right And she won't even, it's almost like, to me, it's almost, it makes it seem worse that she won't even let them discuss it. I'm like, what are you scared of him saying? Like, what, like, what, why, we have to shut down the conversation so intensely. It almost, to me, it, it makes, it makes it a bigger deal. Like, I think if she had gone about it, like, okay, like, let's have the conversation. Let's get it out. Let's talk about what happened. And he explained it in a normal way, even though um, it seemed like they were saying he was lying about what was in the video. I do think it would go away. I think it would be like, right. okay, like we've 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 gotten rid of the mystery, we've heard his take on it, it's no longer interesting. But the fact that she won't let him say anything, I'm kinda like, what are you what is now I wanna know more, you know? Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. So things sort of 
spin around the group and suddenly we're talking about whether Jennifer was digging up things on Evan, which it seems like we have pretty good info that she was, she was. at least talking to Frank about it. That seems like something real that happened. And then you were talking about Melissa and Jennifer's issues. And this is where things sort of go from just arguing at a party to something a little more serious where we're bringing up the stuff that Jennifer had said about Joe's business last season. And clearly this is something that has really been bothering Joe and he doesn't feel like Teresa has been, has had his back. Um, And then things, things just go fully left when Jennifer calls Joe a little bitch and Melissa is not having that. And they get a little physical with each other. I, I personally, I thought the little bitch comment was, I found it funny, but I, I understand why for Melissa, it felt like an attack coming from Jennifer that was kind of really unwarranted. Yeah. I think like she, I mean, I think they're very protective of each other too. And they're not going to like, just let this person that it's like, um, it's like an ego thing. And then I thought it was very interesting about on that on that line where like Bill kind of just like walks away and that whole thing with Jennifer and Bill, that was very telling, I guess in a way. But also I think that like, I think the guys, I think everyone kind of likes Bill. Like just generally speaking, I think he's like a liked character. He has much less controversy than Jennifer. Mm -hmm. And I think he sort of enjoys the friendship that he has with these guys. And so, and he enjoys it enough that he's not going to say anything. And also, I think the fact that he doesn't want he doesn't want to risk someone coming and and fighting with him and bringing up his shit. So that was very interesting. Yeah, I think he is the least out of this group, the least kind of inclined to take up for his wife. And you could look at that multiple ways, because I think you could say, honestly, good for him. He's not getting involved in the women's drama. There, There's that whole line of like that the women's business and the men should stay Mm -hmm. out of it. But then I think in this group for a lot of them, it's like, no, you should have my back. You should stand up for me. And when they're leaving the party, Jackie says that she doesn't think Bill can stand Jennifer. And I think that's who knows what the, what the true dynamic is there, but there's an argument to be made. I mean, he clearly doesn't. And when Jennifer brings it up to him later in the episode, he sort of is like, I don't know what you want from me. And he didn't really say he didn't really say anything when she said yeah. that, which was yeah. interesting in itself. Right. And I think particularly when when she's saying to him, I want more, I need more from you. And he's not really picking up on that. It's like it does make you kind of question whether he like fully has her back in a broader sense. Right. And I think I mean, I think it's I think it's many reasons for him that he's not getting involved. I mean, I think I don't necessarily think it's, Oh, because he doesn't like her. I think that he, he doesn't want, I mean, he's a doctor. He probably doesn't want to be like, have his shit like aired. And if you, if you get in, you have to be prepared for what comes back. Like Joe Gorga, he, he gets involved and he gets, you know, his reputation is definitely like on the line, like that crook thing. He's, I don't know if it actually, did cause him issues but he said it caused him issues and i think there's like one a fear of like you know just throwing stones in glass houses for him maybe he has some secrets that he doesn't really want to be like the part of the drama 
Mm-hmm. And two, again, like I think he likes those guys. I don't think he like wants to fight with George Gorga. I think he enjoys his friendship in that um, in that group. And also, I just think it was funny because like Margaret's husband didn't really say anything either. Yeah, and that no, that didn't really seem to be addressed. And like, it's almost more. There's it does seem like there could be a little bit of a double standard there. But I think maybe in a way, Margaret doesn't want her husband to be involved in the same way that Jennifer does. And so it's kind of like if I feel I feel like Margaret is getting what she needs out of Joe, whereas Jennifer isn't getting what she needs out of Bill in that situation. So it's like it's a it's a difference in the expectation. And I think Margaret is perfectly content with Joe kind of being less involved, whereas clearly Jennifer has feelings about it and I think as Louie comes more into the group it's kind of this dynamic that needs to be explored of we he did sign up for it in the sense that he has agreed to be on the show and kind of what is Teresa what does Teresa want his role to be because it seems to me I'm sure Louie has feelings about you know the people talking about his stuff on camera but it almost feels like Teresa is more unhappy with the way that he is getting involved in the show and you know we've seen the other women kind of set the boundaries of joe gorga is obviously like a main character whereas some of the other men are a little more in the background and that there's kind of growing pains with what louis role is going to be and i think Teresa kind of needs to figure that out for them Agreed. Yeah. And one thing I was also thinking is that although Joe is not really like saying anything and I agree, like Margaret sort of definitely holds her own and I don't think expects that of him. He was sitting next to her like Mm -hmm. and that and that in a way is like its own form of standing like literally physically standing by someone. It's like Bill kind of like like walked away, which I think was a a bolder move almost, you know. Right. Like, where are you going, buddy? The drama's over here. (laughs) She's like, you look like you were going to finish your dinner. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Yeah, so really this episode boils down into these two group events. We have the barbecue on the first night, and then the next night is the pink party at 
Melissa's house. Um, and it seems pretty uh, uncontroversially decided that Jennifer is not going to attend the pink party. I think that's probably best for everyone involved. Yes. That was that was very I mean, it was kind of like it was funny because usually they'll show them like debating and it was just like, oh, of course, like the, there's no way. Yeah. So we, Jennifer's not going. It uh, wouldn't make sense. Um, but so Dolores is brings up and then kind of again talks about at the party how she see, feels like Teresa is in a pickle, she says, because. Teresa wants to be there for her friend Jennifer, but then Melissa and Joe feel like they're not getting enough family loyalty support from her. And so she's kind of stuck in the middle. And to me, I I think that is accurate. I think that's the situation Teresa is in. But I also think that it's kind of a situation of her own making because Teresa has clearly chosen in multiple situations not to speak up on her brother's behalf when she could have. So it's like she's in a pickle because she has not given right. her brother the support. I mean, I find it interesting that literally you could probably say that the running theme throughout the entire series of Real Housewives of New Jersey, like this, this is sort of the running issue that's been here since season one. It's like loyalty mm-hmm. to my family or loyalty to my friend. Should, do I defend someone even though it's there? It's... You know what I mean? Like their family ties and their family loyalty, I feel like, is the crux of all of their issues. Even with the the Judaist girls and Joe Gorga, it's like a loyal. It's like it all sort of stems around like being loyal to your family, which is an interesting running theme. And I feel like with almost with the Gorgas and Teresa, they should have a discussion where they're like, listen, we're either going to like blindly defend each other in all scenarios where anyone says anything against us or we'll we will um, completely take it case by case based on who we think is right in the situation. And like, mm-hmm. they've never fully agreed on one lane. So I think there's, it's just like, there's every season there's like, they're like, someone's mad at someone for not being loyal in this way. And it's like, just pick a side. Either we're all deciding to be super loyal to each other, or we're all deciding that like, we're only as loyal as we think you're right. And that would solve the issue of everyone's expectation. Like you said, it's about expectations. It would solve the issue of everyone's expectations about like standing up for each other. Yeah. And I, I think you're right that they need to figure that out sort of once and for all. And I don't, I think they've kicked the can down the road a lot with that. And they've sort of had these ups and downs, but you know what? I don't think it's going to help. And that is Tracy deciding that she needs to be the one getting in the middle of it because she's like, she, I don't dislike her. I think she's doing a good job on this season. But her telling Teresa that she needs to stick up for her brother, it's like it's like at the zoo, like a kid putting their hand in the cage. And it's like, you're going to get bit. Oh, you're my not. God. It reminded me of that meme with like Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost. And she's like, you in danger, girl. You're like, danger, do not girl. go there. <laughs> I, just, like, I don't know if you know what you're doing. Right. Like. We haven't had a lot of newbies on this show in a while, but I would imagine if you have given been given any sort of primer on how to get by on Real Housewives of New Jersey, getting in the middle of Teresa and Joe seems like not the best strategy for your long-term casting. Totally. Or, I mean, even making any sort of comment about Teresa that is negative. Like, do you remember the first season that Jackie was on? She said something about, like, her being in jail. Mm-hmm. And like, that was it for her. She was like, 
yeah, it's it was it's over. It's the kind of thing where I think you know you can push back on the idea that Teresa that it's the Teresa show. I you don't necessarily you can challenge her, and I kind of wish more people would sometimes. But I don't think you can really push back on the idea that that is that the Teresa and Joe dynamic is something that you will never know the full scope of. And obviously Mm -hmm. they have a whole thing going. Um, And so I was like, okay, Tracy, best of luck with that. I need to see how that unfolds because I am worried about her. Uh, (laughs) Right. And when you're the new person coming into the group and she obviously she's Melissa's friend that has been brought onto the show. It's like, okay, I don't know. But yeah, I thought this episode was was really entertaining because, I don't know, when the Jersey Housewives are down at the shore, it always pops off. Yeah, I mean, last summer it was like Joe, it was like them throwing the food because Joe said something about Joe, Joe Judice, I think, right? Yeah, and we had Melissa flipping the, the plate of cheese and... Yeah. Well, you get you get a lot of like strong personalities in a house. I mean, that's the whole summer I mean, to, in an effort not to fully transition this to summer house right away. But that's sort of the, if you get enough like either like toxic or intense personalities in a home for a weekend, you start to see some things. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Exactly. And I mean, let's just pivot to Summer House now because there, I I mean, obviously we're going to talk about Kyle and Amanda again because that's like, how can we not? But I want to first talk about Paige's situation that she has going on with Andrea and Craig. Um, A lot of strong reactions this week to the texts and calls from Craig, who is, he asks if she kissed anyone and she says, yes, she kissed Andrea. Big surprise. And he's like, I don't want to hear that. I don't like hearing that. Blah, 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 blah. He hangs up on her. Paige is very upset. He calls to apologize the next day. This feels like some classic insecure man bullshit to me and I it's like hard to watch a little bit 
I mean, it's kind of seems so weird to me because like Paige seems kind of attracted to it. She's mm-hmm. like, it makes her like him more, I think, um, as opposed to less. Like, it's not a turn off for her. It's kind of a turn on, um, which I thought was, I guess, indicative of like sort of the way that this that and that I mean, that makes sense. She's probably like, OK, like it's a little bit more gamey and this is like kind of hot. Right. Right. I, I definitely get that too because I think what she's saying doesn't necessarily there's like a subtext beyond what's being said because when he's like I don't like you making out with that with him and she's like well you're fucking whoever you want to fuck it it sounds like she's saying I should be able to make out with whoever I want but she's really saying okay so then you stop fucking other people too and then we can be exclusive together yeah, and it's like a it's little like more she, of a game than that, but it seems it. It's like she's there's starting to foreshadow that this is kind of the route she wants to go down, even though Andrea is right there and seemingly a little bit more straightforwardly into her. Right, she clearly doesn't like that. I think as much as like the little bit of like the push and pull of the Craig situation, um, and I think she was like, I think I almost think the tables turned for her, like when she found out. Craig was hooking up with Kristen. I think they got her like much more into him because she was like, oh my God, he can get Kristen Cavallari. Like, um, now I'm like in a new league. Like she seemed like very suddenly the prize the prize looked a little shinier at the end because it's like there's this now there's gonna be this extra level of I triumphed over not just the random blondes of of Charleston, but yes. the blondes from the hills of California. <laughs> Exactly. Although to me, it seems like Kristen wants does uh, very much to be excluded from this narrative and like is not even I think she's denying it. Right. Or something that they even. Yeah, it's, up. it's a little unclear <laughs> to me, but they cer- they clearly are not allowed to say her full name on Summer House because right. we're getting like blurred out last names. The page pages alluding to people from California. It's like, OK, we're right. We're going to beat around this bush just a little bit more. But I um. I don't think Kristen you know, has ever been really trying to date Craig. I don't really see no, that as I like think, her. I think thing. Kristen, uh, to borrow a phrase from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I think Kristen is a good time girl, and she yes. and Craig have had a good time, and it's pro- probably never going anywhere beyond that. Um, but yeah, I, I as we get further into this season, we're probably around the halfway mark. I am still very curious to see how much Paige and Craig were going to get. He shows up at the house next week. So we'll see. I'm a little nervous for him and Austin to be there, but. Oh yeah. I mean the uh, next week, it seems like Austin's going to be bringing the drama with the uh, Lindsay Sierra, like love triangle there. I know. And as much as I enjoy drama, I'm like, Austin's not worth it. Ladies, (laughs) Ladies, <laughs> get your shit together. Sierra, find anyone else, you know. <laughs> right. I almost feels like that's like they're like they have like this weird rivalry like the like it's almost like not even about Austin for some reason it seems like it's I don't know. Like don't you feel like there's like a and even on Watch What Happens Live when you see them talk about each other like they clearly just like do you think it's about Austin or something else cuz they clearly don't like each other. With Lindsay and Sierra? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. I think, I don't know if Lindsay maybe feels threatened in a way by Sierra. Like, 
because Lindsay sort of has the queen bee energy on Summer House, and I do think the dynamic has shifted a little bit the last couple seasons with Paige and Sierra. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like they're just kind of aren't quite each other's cup of tea. And I do think that it almost feels like Sierra likes messing with Lindsay a little bit and that Austin is kind of a uh, vessel through which to do that. Right. Yeah. It almost seems more about like them showing like them, them finding out who's alpha rather than actually like liking Austin. Cause like you said, he's like fine at best. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I did, I will say I did really like the way the women in the house went about having their sit down with Amanda and sort of telling her what Kyle had been saying. And I thought for, for as messy as summer house has been for a long time, they are doing a really good job this season at having respectful, uh, necessary conversations in a calm and, um, thoughtful demeanor. You know, they have their race conversation a few weeks ago, I think was a high point. And then also, I mean, this, this could have been handled so poorly and I thought they did a good job. Right. They did a good job of like not, inserting their like opinions and what you should do and instead just being like this is what we this is what we know and like we just wanted to tell you um that being said i thought there was a lot of crying i can't i mean there were a lot of there's a lot of crying by everyone not amanda for like something that to me didn't fully like affect them like I didn't really feel I guess if they were feeling a lot of empathy for her sort of but it didn't really seem like they needed to all be crying while telling her this like right I I think there's I get why they felt like it was their responsibility (laughs) to bring this to her attention but it's not like they walked in on Kyle cheating on her or like it wasn't like a smoking gun you need to dump him it was like a we want to make sure that we're all on the same page yeah it's like you guys are fighting a lot but like why do we all need to be sitting here crying like we're let's just discuss it like why is it so sad like just discuss it i don't know it's tough it's tough to watch though when kyle comes out and sort of crashes the party and they fill him in on what they've been talking about i was glad he didn't blow up at the women and you know try and call them out Uh, whatever he waited yeah but it it is just the kind of thing where he feels like his relationship is being attacked but then maybe he if he doesn't want it to be a topic of conversation then maybe he should not be talking to danielle about it or he should not be fighting with amanda while they're in this shared space of the house like it just feels like you kind of can't quite have it both ways if your relationship is going to be a mess in the common areas people are gonna have thoughts about it exactly i'm so sick of of kyle's crocodile tears it seems like (laughs) kyle like literally it seems like kyle anytime he's like uh, amanda tries to have like a real conversation with him about something that's upsetting her he just like if he can't win the argument he starts crying and then she gets over it she like feels bad and she like hugs him and they move on Mm -hmm. um and he does this i've noticed this now like three or four times like he does this every time and it's almost to avoid like like having to like fully deal with the actual issue at hand instead it's like him showing her emotion so she leaves him alone right just and I think him. he knows that amanda has that weakness 
not not like that not that she's weak but that it's a weakness for her when she, because she loves him and she doesn't want him to be sad she just wants the relationship to be better so when he starts getting emotional then she it sort of clicks into place for her no 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 i don't want you to cry i just want to make sure that we're you know working on this and that things get better and it's like okay but if you're if he knows exactly how to get out of the conversation, then yeah. you're never actually completing the conversation to the point that you need to. I totally agree. I think it seems to me, it seems kind of manipulative and I don't really like it. Like, I don't like that. He, he's, he literally pulls that card whenever he feels like he's has no defense or response. She's like, you're saying this about me and our relationship to Danielle. And he's like, well, like he's like making a lot of excuses. She's coming back at him and then he's he just like cries and it's over. Right. And he loves going for the I just it feels like I can't make you happy or what do you even want from me? And it's like if you actually listen sat and listened for the duration of this conversation, maybe you could get to the point where she's outlining what she needs from you, but it feels like right. you're not you're sort of cutting it short before you get to the point of okay what are the next steps yeah and he turns the right he turns the conversation away from anything having to do with like a resolution and just into whatever it is for him and also like what he did with at his birthday party speech was kind of like to me also <sighs> you're taking you're take like you're taking the issue which is that you guys are fighting and you're complaining about each other to other people and turning it into an issue with the other people in the house like you're taking, you're like pretending, you're kind of like uh, projecting your own issues onto everyone else so that you don't have to deal with them with each other, which was also right. annoying to me. It's it's a little bit reminiscent of what's going on with Teresa and Louie, where we don't see as much of the dynamic between the two of them in a way that like, we don't know if they're fighting a lot. We don't know how they have talked about these issues, but Teresa seems so much more focused on everybody else talking about the problems rather than actually addressing the problems. And it seems like Kyle is sort of choosing to go down a similar path where he can't be the bad guy. So everybody else has to be the bad guy for trying to make him be the bad guy. And it's like, okay, maybe there isn't a bad guy in this situation. Maybe you just need to actually have, you know, an open and honest conversation right. with Amanda with yourself about what needs to change and what's been going wrong rather than just kind of being calling everyone a hater basically for showing totally. concern and your dynamic like the way the appropriate response to that to me would have been like wow like I'm so sorry that like that our like the way that we've interacted with each other has gotten to such a point where everyone around us is noticing and it makes them uncomfortable and concerned for us. And like, we really should figure out like how to deal with our problems and like also how to like maybe not confide in people on camera um, or talk or, or talk about our issues like with other people and not each other in a constructive way so that we can like make everyone, you know what I mean? Not, upset everyone and make everyone feel like there's tension yeah. between us which spills over into tension from the other house but instead he's like taking the complete opposite approach of like this isn't anyone's anyone should everyone should just be blindly supportive which was like a crazy thing to say <laughs> yeah i think actually we had talked earlier in the season about how it felt like they maybe had some sort of agreement of 
that they were going to try and make things seem good on camera. And then that fell apart very quickly. But in yeah. the way that in the way of Kyle talking to Danielle about their issues, now it almost seems like he's the one who is making more of a mess on camera. And I could see Amanda sort of having valid feelings of like, hey, if you need to get this off your chest, that's one thing. But can you talk to somebody who's not on the show so it could be like its own separate right. thing whereas by by doing this on camera and by doing it with somebody in the house who feels kind of a loyalty to both of them it's you're asking for it <laughs> right you're you're ne- you're basically guaranteeing that the storyline is going to continue and while that's good for us as viewers i don't really know why either of them you, don't want that storyline to be going in a more positive direction totally and also how about like i'm sorry for embarrassing you by like having your friend have your by having the fact that your friends have to come to you and tell you that I'm talking shit about you behind your back like that must be so embarrassing for you and I apologize like none of that was said I don't know yeah and there's the thing of when your friend has is dating somebody and you sort of put up with it because it's the right thing to do and then the second they dump that person everybody's like oh my god thank you like now we can right can we keep it 100 is this a safe space to say what I've been thinking for the last six months and it feels like Kyle and Amanda unfortunately it feels like they're kind of at that point in their relationship where you just know that like Paige and Sierra and to a maybe lesser extent Danielle and Lindsay probably have like years worth of things that they want to say to Amanda and they're like okay don't say it don't say it don't let it out don't let it out because if she actually does marry him which she did right we're gonna be the biggest asshole in the world and it's like Kyle stop giving all of these people more things to put to like put on the cons list. Yeah, I feel bad for Amanda. She like clearly feels like a lot of pressure to get married and a lot of like negative feelings around it. But I guess it happens, so we'll see how it unfolds. But how I many know. episodes are left for them to get know, I, for them to get their shit together? This was episode like seven, so I feel like we're probably around the halfway point. Um we'll see. Sense. Um and they've been they're filming Winter House in Vermont right now. So Oh wow. I know. Somebody sent in a photo of Austin walking through a parking lot in Stowe yesterday. So we know that it's off to the Oh, yes. I saw that on uh, Bravo by Batches. Great, uh, great sneak peek. (laughs) Thank you, Jordana. And thank you for being here once again to talk about these messy ass shows. I live for this. Um, Thank you for having me back and I'll I'll see you next week. Yeah. See you next week. Uh, We are, we're sure to have more drama with Austin and Craig coming back to the summer house. But in the meantime, don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen. So you don't miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.